Hey. Welcome into Outside Smashville, episode 11. Took a little pause with obviously the NHL season being um, in, um, in limbo until now here in January, but I decided to come back with somebody that I talked to on the Hockey Day in America show with Justin Bradford back in February. Got a pretty established hockey resume, I must say. Junior Preds girls coach, the lab GM and head coach, and Connecticut Whale uh, forward Allie Lacombe joins me. Allie, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me. So first off, I've got to ask just kind of a basic question. Did you have a good holidays and a good new year? It was obviously different, like everyone's, but I got to go home to Minnesota and spend some quality time on the pond and with my family, so you can't really beat that. And you also got Pink Whitney. I saw the post. Oh, yeah. Nasty game. Uh, yes. Biz liked and commented on my post, and I felt <laughs> half halfway famous, so that was awesome. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, you've got a lot of hockey um, uh, background, uh, good hockey background, I should say. And I want to start with the first topic, kind of talking about the Junior Preds girls and the the NGHL, which is a good league that I've noticed has grown a ton. We saw the country classic here last year with mm -hmm. uh, four of the top NCAA teams in the country coming to town. I thought that was really cool to see all the players getting to watch maybe some of their idols play out on the ice there at Ford Ice Center Bellevue. But it's been a really good start to the season for your girls programs that you guys have. Just talk a little bit about this season so far that you and Kaylee and uh, Delaney yeah, the you three coaches have had uh, with this program? The junior Preds, you know, those girls have trained so hard and to see them at the level they are today compared to four years ago is astonishing even nowadays. Um, so Sean O'Brien of Harvard and Catherine, they run the NGHL and they do such a great job with help promoting girls hockey, college recruitment and getting a lot of the, I want to say, uh, pro team programs like the St. Louis Blues, Dallas Stars Elite, you know, Florida Lions, um, Nashville Predators. So it's a really great brand recognition at all levels, for, I think, for colleges, too, because they see, you know, the, the home team youth program coming to town and those girls can really compete and play. So having those NCAA teams here in town, you know, when we host over Thanksgiving is just such a great event, especially in Nashville. Every team wants to come to Nashville um, and to pair it along with a great, you know, tier one or tier two showcase um, is something that I think the girls always look forward to from all cities coming here. So even at the 14 new level, it's so competitive. And I think it's been really nice to have a home and a league to play in as opposed to just a tournament team. It gives the girls, you know, a sense of pride in league weekend games and to be seen by colleges. Yeah, because I remember, I think you were kind of around when this all started with just Nashville girls hockey. And I mean, you guys have had yeah. several players start to go to college programs, yeah. no matter what level it's at. And you've talked about how much it's grown and how much you've enjoyed being a part of that. But, you know, a couple of years ago, when you first kind of started coming around, coming to Nashville, did you ever really expect the girls programs to take off no. like they have so far? No, it's funny you say that. Callie made a post today and I shared it that three years ago, we were one and 19 was our record. And four of our five top scorers right now and our starting goalie, they were on that team. So it just goes to show that 
sticking to your roots, doing things the right way, training off ice the right way, um, staying grounded on our core values and like keeping our model consistent has proven over time that it works and it's what's best for those girls here in town. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but every kid that has left to go to prep school doesn't play hockey or doesn't play college hockey. And, you know, we have a 70% NCAA placement rate. And I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, the, I don't know. It's, it's just doing the right thing for the kids consistently. And they put the work in and we give them the tools and resources. But three years ago, I would never have expected it. And even nowadays with the little girls we have coming in town, like there's 30 girls and with the Preds getting the big grants, like if all of us are working together to grow that girls base, I'm so excited to see what the next five years will look like. Cause there's some really good girls coming up, little girls that are going to be great. So it's so fun. And just to see the camaraderie, like first it was the 14s and the 19s mentorship. Now I have, you know, 12 youths getting mentored, eight youths getting mentored and they look up, they're like, wow, those are such good girls. And I think that's really how you grow in a new market is you have to see it, not just see someone like me who played pro and played college, but see current girls who are doing what they're doing. So it's, it's been a really, really cool experience. And I've got to say too, it used to be when you were playing hockey in Nashville, everybody was local playing here from a Nashville team. But when I look at your rosters across all your teams, you have girls who are playing from North Carolina, even Atlanta, Georgia, even coming from up North. That's incredible to see how much you guys have been able to recruit and what has allowed you to bring players like that to come to Nashville? Like you said, everybody wants to come to Nashville now, yeah. but now to play hockey, it, it didn't seem like that was possible just a few yeah. years ago. I, I think it's the coaching and what they get from every aspect of the female staff we have, like Callie, Callie and I are such a great team, but we have Stacy Hart who does strength conditioning, Delaney Collins, who's a worldwide known skills coach. Um, and between the four of us, and we have, you know, Claudia uh, Kepler came in from Wisconsin, Mackenzie Steffens from Wisconsin. So we have a really great group of female skills coaches. And I think male, you know, male influence is so important. I had male coaches growing up. And I think there's something different to say about female leadership where you know how to communicate to girls. And I think, I think having male coaches is great. And I think having female coaches is great. Um, I think they see the level of, you know, compete that we expect out of these girls, it's not, you know, just for fun, like we take it very seriously. And they really enjoy the model that we run now. It, it's a hard model when you have kids coming from out of town, and you have to travel for practices, and it's not easy, but um, their commitment is so high that it makes it successful. So it really comes down to the players and the parents being supportive. Absolutely. And um, I do have one question about, uh, you know, Kaylee, I know, has been in coaching for a very long time. I think she said something like 15 years on a post yeah. I saw. But yeah. Delaney Collins, that's such a great coach to have for your girls. I think she played part of Team Canada um, yep. and a big-time skills coach, as you mentioned, well-known. And I watched some of the drills that she does. What's it like having someone that has played hockey that's basically where it originated but has got that mindset of a skills coach that – will work you work you till you you're basically completely exhausted on the yeah. ice yeah dc is a dc and we call her dc she is unbelievable you would not even 
realize the smallest skills that she brings to the table. I don't say small, um, technical and focus skills where you're like, I didn't even think of that. Like in all my, I didn't even think to teach that like with tennis balls and space and time. And she breaks it down so well for the girls, how she communicates. And she has so much knowledge. Like she played on TC. She coached with TC. She was a double IHL like world skills coach overseas, um, coach division one against me in college and her resume, but it's really her personality and the way she reaches the girls. She's so vibrant and knowledgeable and loud and in a good way. Like she's just a joy to work with and having her to boost that program has been, I can't even speak volumes to it. She's such a great individual. And, uh, you know, this is kind of the question I want to cap off again, Allie Lacombe here with me on the outside Smashville podcast. I think I asked you this on the hockey day in America post, but since a lot has gone on, but the programs continue to grow again, you guys had a nationals bid um, that was pretty, pretty big performance from your girls. I think the U19 program and the U14 mm-hmm. program, if I'm not mistaken, what is your vision for the Nashville junior predators girls program? But not only that, the NGHL say five, 10 years down the road. Yeah. My vision for the program is to continue to be a top 10 contending team in the country. Um, obviously we would like, we would like to be tier one someday. Everyone wants that triple A status. Our, right now we, we say we don't need the extra A to give the girls the development that they need. Yes, you can go play tier one, but we get college looks just as much from social media posts to recruiting to, you know, and in my generation, all of my former teammates are now coaching. So it's really, it's, um, connections based thing too and I just think that over time tier one status having girls at every age level having feeder programs having a triple a a double a a single a um having numbers in Nashville in the next five to ten years is where it's going it definitely will get there and for the NGHL I hope they expand and have divisions it would be really neat to do a west coast division you know east coast a central and then have playoffs nationwide. Like you have Anaheim, you have San Diego, um, not San Diego. What's the other? Yeah. San Diego, um, LA has a great program. And then you have central teams and you have West coast team or East coast team. So it'd be really cool to see it like nationwide expansion. And, yeah. And, and I've got to say to everybody who's listening, when this pandemic all settles down, please go watch these girls play. Cause it's fantastic. Yeah see yeah. how much it's grown over the years so it's a Allie, fast game Allie again a great coach for the junior preds and so many great coaches uh, developing the girls game but I think on the next segment it's time we get to know Allie a little bit better you're listening to the outside smashville podcast here on penalty box radio Tell mommy I'm sorry, this life is a party, I'm never growing up. And welcome back, Outside Smashville, episode 11. It's actually snowing a little bit as I'm recording this. Um, Allie, we need to get some pond hockey back in Nashville at some point. Oh, yes. Ever freeze. Yes, we do. <laughs> I would love I, I that. I remember back in 2017, I think it froze over, and I finally got to live a bucket list item. Not quite what Minnesota was, where you yeah. grew up from, but um, 
speaking of that, okay, it's time to get to know you a little bit better. So I know you've grown up here and now you've been in Nashville a little bit. You grew up in Minnesota, but what, who's your favorite NHL team maybe besides the Nashville Predators? You know, I have to say it's the wild. I mean, growing up, Marion Gabrick, Patrick Waugh, like uh, so many of those players, Koivu, who's still around. I mean, Derek Bugard, we had so many great players that I just grew up loving. And, you know, everyone in Minnesota loves the wild and in college hockey. So it's definitely the wild. And you've got to say the high school hockey too, the, the XL Energy Center selling out and everything. Um, and, you know, I never forget, I think I was really young, but Mary Gabrick had like a five goal game and he was one of the best players to watch when he was on the wild. So yep. I, I, that's, that's a respectable answer for sure. Um, <laughs> who would you say your hockey idol was growing up? My hockey idol she would have to be a female and there's two of them back in the day. It was Chrissy Wendell. Uh, she was Gophers, Minnesota homegrown team USA and, and Brooke white. So Brooke white was my skating coach and college player. And now pro she helped start the Minnesota white caps, which when I played in Minnesota, it was a triple a summer program. And now it's the pro team, the white caps. So Brooke and Chrissy Wendell were definitely my idols, but, gosh, did I love Gabrick also. So he was just like, I don't know why. I just loved Marion Gabrick watching him as a kid. So those three were my idols. There you go. Those are some good idols. I do have a question. If you got a wild reverse retro jersey, would you put Gabrick's name on the back of it? I probably would. <laughs> I would also put Dwayne Rollison because he was my brother's favorite goalie. My brother was a goalie and went to all his camps and we have signed gear from him and he was just a great guy. Uh, probably a Rolo jersey also. <laughs> those, those are both great players. I remember watching Rollison too. He's a fantastic goalie. Mm -hmm. So this is an interesting question because I know you're so into hockey and hockey is your life. Let's yeah. say if you didn't play hockey, what sport would Allie Lacombe be playing? D well, I was pretty good at lacrosse also. So I had some college looks for lacrosse. I took it up in a year and I was just fast, but I didn't know how to play. So I would just run with the stick out in front of me and like cry because I didn't know how to cradle it. And then finally I took a year and just really worked at it. Got pretty good, got some college offers. And I think it's, I would be a great lax player. Um, definitely nothing in music uh, or a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> lacrosse though. Lacrosse yeah. is a good sport, though. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't get the respect it deserves, if you no, ask me. No, it's, it's a very, very hard sport. It's fun. Okay. Now, this, this is an interesting one because I watched the Junior Preds, I think, did a thing, why you should quarantine with this coach. And I think you were <laughs> one of the finalists. And one of the things you said is that you could play me in NHL and you take down anybody. So, oh, chill, 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 chill. We'll say, yes. yeah, that's right. I want for, for all the old, for the people that don't know what that means. That's the ch yeah. NHL 20 or NHL 21. So chill. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite year chill game that you've ever played? And what's the biggest win you've ever had? If you, oh my if you God. have one, you know, when they say, you know, talk is cheap, <laughs> big talker. Uh, I would say NHL 19 was my favorite. I just love that game. Um, I'm not going to lie. Probably like three to one. Like I'm not, 
as solid as I think I am. I just, as a girl gamer, and I wouldn't even say I'm a gamer, I love NHL and like the three on threes and you know, the outdoor ones and the fun shootouts. Um, I take back that quarantine <laughs> challenge because <laughs> I would probably get destroyed. But After- NHL 19 was my favorite. <laughs> After seeing JP Dumont set up with that TV playing yeah, the NHL, no, like, I, no, I, I would, I would bow out before it started. But always <laughs> up for a challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this, this is one that I always like to ask people: is um, I'm sure you've been to a lot of hockey rinks across the country. What is one NHL arena you've never been to that's on your bucket list? MSG. MSG. Oh wait, sorry, I've been to MSG. What am I saying? Oh, no, wait. No, I haven't been inside. It would be MSG. I've been outside. It's, I've been to most of them um, besides Vancouver and Ottawa and those teams, but I would definitely say MSG. They're, even though I know it's very businessy, you know, lower level, it's high class, but I think something about the history, I would love to go to MSG. I, I'll answer this one with you. I've always said T-Mobile Arena because I'm yeah. in Vegas. I want to go to Vegas. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I think I think one of my bucket lists is when they come in. It's Seattle. That's for yes. that's that's got to be on the list. But 100%. I think MSG, MSG though for the history, you you can't be wrong about that. Seeing all the rafters with the banners yeah. and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I know you're big into TikTok too. Oh my god! <laughs> and you pulled a cruel prank on your mom. I saw cracking <laughs> your back with the. I think it was noodles, is what you said. <laughs> What is your favorite like TikTok you've ever made? TikTok dance, just anything TikTok. What's your favorite TikTok? I'm, I'm low key so embarrassed right now. Like at my age, I should not be TikToking. But <laughs> fun fact, I have an 11 year old sister. So when I, she loves TikTok. Um, and we do all the renegades and all the dances. But to, the pranking my mom with the pasta in my mouth as a crack, my back crack. I have never laughed so hard in my life. And I, she was like, Peter Pan, I was dying. It was so funny because she was so concerned. That was my favorite. Um, and I've learned many more that I just don't post. So <laughs> respectable. <laughs> Thou should not admit. <laughs> okay. One more until my favorite question. What is your go-to food place in Nashville? Okay. So love Indian food. It is probably my favorite, uh, Bombay Palace. Some kind of normalized food, and that's not, that's not normal. Take that out. Um, like traditional food, it would be uh, pokey in downtown Franklin. There's a little tea up place right by the lab and the sushi place by the lab, which I'm going after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go for late night sushi, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so... You mentioned you had to think on this one that you were actually like looking up the rosters because it was a, it was a challenge, and I, I think it is too uh, when you have to think about it. You're the coach of a three-a-side team with NHL players. You get one winger, one center, one defenseman, one goalie. Catch is no player can be from the same team. Build your dream team. So mine, and I've told people this. I've got Kucherov on the wing. I've got Eichel in the middle. I've got McCarr on defense, and I've got Gibson in net. That's Oof. my three. That's assignment. a pretty. I'm not gonna lie. It's a pretty solid roster. But if we were go head to head, my team would smoke you. 
Oh gosh, <laughs> the smack talk has started. <laughs> talk a big game. Uh, that's a great one. I didn't even think of Makar. I don't know why I didn't. It's bad. Um, first, I mean, my favorite winger, I would definitely have Phil Forsberg. Have to have a pred somewhere. Phil's so dynamic. So I, I base it on skill, speed, and size. So I would put Phil um, for the wing with McDavid at center. Just you can't beat Connor. I mean, he's just so dynamic and fast laterally. And um, Alex Petrangelo on D for a shot and some size. And I would put Braden Holtby in that. That McDavid Forsberg lineup actually is pretty scary with Petrangelo. <laughs> Petrangelo. <is something. laughs> he's so solid and moves on the line and can shoot so hard. I had to add some size to that. And, and then Holtby, always a solid Holtby. goaltender. Yep. So. That's getting yeah. to know Allie a little bit better. We do have a few more questions to wrap it up, talking about the lab and her time in the NWHL and training Bobby Ryan. We'll be back on Outside Smashville. Consideration, Bobby Ryan back in. What a move! Ryan, great goal! Did you see that? Bobby Ryan to the Senators. Back on Outside Smashville, episode 11, lucky number 11 for me. Actually, it was my hockey number towards the end of the year. But again, joined by Allie Lacombe, uh, junior Preds girls coach, GM, and head coach at the lab and Connecticut Whale Ford. And Allie, I always ask this, if you want to plug your social media in and let the people know where they can follow you. Yes, uh, Instagram is at Allie underscore Lacombe. Uh, Twitter is at Allie Lack, L-A-C. So. so follow Allie there, but I do, cause when I called you, you were coming from the rink and you live close to where you're the GM and the head coach of the lab, which is a really cool facility. I think it's a mini rink, but it's also, you've turned it into a training facility an all out training facility. So tell people a little bit about how you got involved with the lab, but also what you do at the lab. Um, I got involved in the lab two and a half, three years ago, um, just as a skills coach or a coach for classes. And since then we've changed ownership groups. And I would say my role now is mostly an instructor. I don't really title it much because we all work together. We have a big staff now and we, we do small group training. We do team training. We do private lessons um, and we run some programs out of there, uh, learn to skate, girls hockey, um, mites and termites and, you know, goaltending. Um, there's some really great coaches there and I, I really run skill development. I just love my, my thing is technical skating, edge work and power skating. Um, so I'll get groups of, you know, travel boys or girls that want to work in small group training and growing, you know, growing up, I, trained on a small sheet in Minnesota outside of everything and I think that's where I got so much skill with small area training just everything's so quick and so fast time and space is limited so your decision making has to be fast so the lab is now open for public skating um, birthday parties so it's really opening up to like a public facility and it's been really fun being in downtown Franklin um, opening up to the public and I think the hockey population knows about us but you know, 
offering public skates and keep on training kids and working on small group skills. You think that small area, I know you talked about it as, as a player for you, it really helped growing up on a small sheet. You think that's what's helped a lot of kids that have trained with you develop their skills to be better players here in Nashville or even just all across the country that maybe have come to see you? Yeah, 100%. I, I believe, I think you need both. Obviously, full ice is so important for flow and skating. Like, I love working on skating. Um, you can do a lot and be creative on small ice, but for battles and two-on-twos, one-on-ones, you know, small area games, it's so beneficial. Again, more puck touches, more reps, quicker turns. Playmaking is so fast. Um, I know the pro guys love it in the summer to come play three-on-three. We host three-on-three tournaments. The kids absolutely love three-on-three tournaments. They get so competitive, and we do holiday themes, Christmas, you know, Halloween, um, every year. Um, And I think, yeah, every player should train small area at some point with combination of foils. And – there's something really cool I have to ask you about. It's for people that maybe have seen your post, you got the opportunity to train somebody that I watched a lot recently in the NHL, but somebody that's been a great comeback story in the NHL as well. You got to train Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings and talk about a cool experience for any hockey coach that had to have been really special for you to train somebody that you also enjoyed watching a lot of. Yeah, I grew up watching Bobby and studying his film for so many years. Um, He called me out of the blue and reached out. And I was surprised at first that he reached out. But the month that we had, so we were three days a week on the ice. It was probably the best coaching experience I could have asked for. And the best part about it, he's such a hard worker and very detail-oriented. He pushed himself through so many, like, I would say uncomfortable skating drills. Like once you're so good at something, bringing in new skating techniques, it's uncomfortable because you're not used to doing it. And he pushed himself through different hip openers, turns, things that they don't really work on anymore. Um, and got a lot better throughout the month. Like I would just say it was really cool to see that it wasn't just putting him through drills that he got a lot out of those training sessions and knowing that I could train at that level. Um, was a great piece of knowledge and confidence and you know, I it was a two-way exchange I learned so much from him also just you know with plays and power play and how they work in the NHL so Bobby a huge fan of him can't wait to see him you know kick some butt in Detroit and um, great family getting their you know great wife and kids um, can't say anything bad loved it So I've asked you a lot about coaching. Now I want to get to my last topic is about uh, some, something you got a really cool opportunity to do as a player. You got the opportunity to play in the NWHL with the Connecticut whale, which was really cool to see because right at about the time we interviewed you for the, um, for the hockey day in America show, you were actually doing, I think a, a, a tryout with them and then signed a full on deal Uh, for the end of the year so just talk about that experience of getting to play professional hockey because I know you played some in Europe but here in the states as well yeah it was way faster than Europe and college too Um, when I signed the PTO or I went for the PTO I had taken 
kind of a year off. So I was really nervous, didn't know what to expect. My coach is Colton Orb, you know, played for Toronto and New York, and he's a beauty, such a great coach. And the ladies were so awesome. Really walking on and immediately getting a lot of playing time and fitting right in with the group. It just felt like normal. Like I just went in and played my game and they really liked the way I played. I got power play and penalty kill and some first line playing time. The league has grown. Now they added Toronto. They're doing a bubble right, you know, next week in Lake Placid. Um, unfortunately, with my work schedule and coaching, I wasn't able to commit to go play and leave the kids. But they have TV rights. They're signing sponsors. It's just been it's really awesome to see women's hockey because we didn't have that growing up at the pro level. So going home to Minnesota, playing the Whitecaps, my whole family's there sold out crowd and it's a fast game it's you know it doesn't do it justice online I think you need to watch women's hockey in person because it's a finesse game and the speed of it um it was it was so fun I love playing hockey like I love coaching don't you know but that athlete in me always loves to play too <laughs> and and I know a couple years ago they actually had the NWHL all-star game here in Nashville so this this was something I was going to ask you now being a player at the NWHL level do you think Nashville should be a potential destination with girls hockey, obviously growing here with the program you guys are running, but could, could an NWHL team work down here with the Nashville Predators, you think? Yes, theoretically it could. Um, I know it was discussed and talked about some other potential cities, you know, Pittsburgh would be a great option. Nashville would be great. I think what you have to look at also is the city itself is where, people are commuting from work like in Boston even in Connecticut girls live in Boston and work full-time nursing jobs and drive up for practice so until the league has that backing where people can live in that city and work um, I know they would move here too but eventually I think someday if you add Pittsburgh and a Nashville division you have Minnesota it could be a really great branch out I would play in a heartbeat (laughs) (laughs) you'd you'd be one of the founding partners probably oh absolutely (laughs) i would tell them to call me because i would love to help with that (laughs) if the nwhl is listening call ally right now let's get there you go let's go i'm ready (laughs) okay i I have to add one more question i didn't write down on their script here hockey's back the nhl's finally going i think we're all excited the preds had a big win against columbus at last night when we were recording this I've got to ask you, I, it's it's January, and I know it's the start of the season. It's short season. If you had to pick a favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now, who would you pick? Oh, my gosh. That's really tough because watching all the opening games, legs and lungs, I mean, guys are tired. I mean, it's a hard thing to get from COVID to come back, like, with a short training camp and jump into it, I think – I think it's anybody's game, to be honest. Obviously, your stars are going to produce because they're stars. I think we'll see some surprises. Um, and I think it depends on what people did in the offseason. Did they have babies? You know, a lot of babies <laughs> came in COVID. And who knows how that affects training. And it was great to see the Preds come out with a win. Um, I thought Edmonton looked really solid all around. I thought who else? Vegas looked good. Um, yeah. You know, Sam, I don't know. I, I think I would love to say the Preds. Like, we're still waiting for that hoist. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Nashville Preds. But 
It'll be interesting to see it for 114 straight nights of hockey. 14 straight nights. And, you know, I, I, I'm also support Tampa and they've looked good. Too. Yes. Yeah, they, they do. Without Kucherov, healthy Steven Stamkos. Colorado yep. is going to be tough to beat too. Um, yeah, they I, are. I'm going to say it's they between have. one of those two teams, Colorado and uh, Tampa Bay. But, Allie, right. I really do appreciate your time. I know you have a lot going on with all the coaching you do and everything. So I appreciate your time coming on outside Smashville. And again, make sure to follow what Allie does with the junior Preds and that program, as well as the lab. And Allie, once again, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Great questions. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.